Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique, your host, and today I have special guests. They've been with me before. Had to bring them back because tonight and today's episode is about leadership and professional relationships. Lou, Sherry, thank you for being with me today. I really appreciate it. For those that may not know, tell us a little bit about you so that that our guests can uh, get to know you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're super excited to be with you again. I love it. Uh, Follow your podcast and all your success from the beginning. So super excited. Uh, But yes, uh, I'm Sherry. This is Lou. We are the Lou Everett Group. We are a husband and wife duo, and we are business and executive leadership coaches and corporate trainers. And we focus on leadership development and effective communication for small businesses. And we do that by providing direct strategies to help build leaders from within using our proprietary coaching method that we have come up with after five, almost five decades of combined experience. We also help prevent toxic work culture and we provide compliance training such as diversity and inclusion. So we absolutely love transforming today's leaders through our coaching and our training and our educating. Uh, Outstanding. And I tell you that uh, we have shared the platform before. I think we spoke about leadership and influence. That was uh, the last that we spoke about. And, right. and, and, yeah. and today we want to talk about leadership, professional relationships. Now, mm-hmm. Lou, um, you know, there's different ways of going about growing up as a leader. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with who you get into a relationship with. Sure. But most importantly, there's this aspect of a leader having a relationship with their teammates, with their co-leaders with their executive teams. And a lot of times people don't know really where they stand in that relationship. And so what can you tell me about what I should be thinking? I'm a, I'm a brand new leader. You know, January is coming up. I'm a brand new leader, brand new mm-hmm. position. Maybe I'm moving up. What should I be thinking about relationship wise? That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, bless your heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for accepting the role as a leader number yes. one the, the i gotta understand something too right about leadership is that just because you may have accepted the title that that calls you a leader doesn't mean that you weren't before or that you shouldn't have been before that's the one thing we've got to we've got to clearly identify here and understand that we're all leaders in some facet now perhaps we may have made a lot of mistakes along the way and we don't want people following our example but that's the way that's where we can identify what we need to do to improve. And those relationships help there. Okay, that's that's a big part of ourselves being a successful leader is, is first of all, choosing the right relationships. Before we even treat that relationship a certain way, we've got to identify the right relationships, right? Um, because that's where our influence comes in. Even going back to what we talked about previously, is, is it's all about that. It really is all about influence and how we influence our relationships. 
because that's going to determine the level of leadership that we're actually able to influence in other people, right? It was it Jim Rohn, one of my favorite quotes, says that we are the average of the five people we spend most of our time with. So who you're spending your time with is going to identify you as a leader and what type of leader you really are, okay? Uh, so that's, that's really ultimately where it begins, is identifying that, okay, just because I have a title doesn't mean that I'm a leader. What it means is I'll have a title, now they expect me to be a leader. So the relationships that I engage in now or have engaged in up to this point are going to play a pivotal role in how my influence is really going to play out. So I'll leave it there to start with. That, that's the very beginning moment there of, of deciding how your leadership influence is really going to impact those that you have relationships with. Now, that's a yeah, that's a great, great point to start out with. And, and I totally agree. The identification of those you are about to engage in a relationship with is probably more important than actual relationship afterwards, because once you engage in that second phase, you're already in there. Right. But you're not you don't have to necessarily go down the road if you can identify the right ones. I also agree with the five folks around you. Take a look mm -hmm. around you. That is so important and part of self-awareness uh, to be able to say, wow, um, maybe I need new friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe I need new coworkers. The where I think mm -hmm. I'm going and the vision I have, may, these, they may not serve me in that capacity. Uh, right. And so you also have to know that. So great points there, Lou. Um, you know, a lot of people, as they get into positions and start establishing these relationships, mm -hmm. have a hard time breaking other relationships. Sure. Now, I know, for instance, in the military, you would go up in rank. And, uh, and unfortunately, you would not have the same level of relationship due to the fact that now you're at a different level and have to execute at a different level than the, those around you. How, how can I adjust to that? Because it will happen. Even military mm -hmm. or civi a civilian corporate world, you will have to break some in order to grow some. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That, you see that a lot where as once they get to a new role or that level where, where there's that fine line. Do I correspond with my peers? Do I mingle with my peers? Or do I want to grow and start hanging out with the people that I want to admire and reach and grow? So, you know, it, it's funny because we've had in the past too. It's like, well, now I'm in this role and it's like, I can't mingle with certain people, <laughs> right? And I don't know, we've gone back and forth on that, right? Like you have learned yeah, in the past that you're just mm -hmm. like, I don't, I keep my personal and professional life separate. Right, and, right, you right. know, you see, you've been with some executives like that. Right? Yeah, there's, there's certain, yes. I mean, and, and I, I, will, I will venture out here a little bit because I've learned my lessons the hard way over the years in, in my leadership roles. And, and, and there's, and the hard way I, I mean this, as an example, I've been too close to people before I became a leader in title where I'm too personal. Perhaps we've been so personal, they know a little bit too much about me. Mm 
perhaps some of my activities as as a uh, as an uh, as a fellow employee peer may have crossed the line uh, to more of a friendship level where we know a little bit uh, a lot about each other because that's the role we're in. And then as I promoted to a leader, how do I now turn that into a relationship to where they have to understand that now I'm their manager? Well, what I realized is that the relationships, the influence that you have on people happen before you gain that title. How you, how you approach every relationship is going to determine your long-term influence over the relationship when it comes down to the professional. It happens like that in marriage and, and any kind of life either, any kind of life relationship. But as a leader, we've got to understand that the relationships that we have on a peer-to-peer -peer level, that peer-to-peer -peer influence, while we're not even a leader at that moment, or at least in title, that is the most important level of leadership is being able to lead our peers. Now, a lot of people think this, well, why would I lead my peers? That's like, wouldn't that be more like competition? No, it's not at all. It's what we're talking about here. This is exactly what we're talking about here is if we can be a successful influencer at the level of our peers, when we're there at that level to where they want to follow us and be like us because of how we are, how we perform, how we connect with them as a person professionally and a good solid professional relationship that we are willing to help them and develop them regardless of what that means. Even regardless of if they get a title before we do, we're going to influence them on purpose. If we begin there and we already have our peers wanting to follow us and because of who we are and how we've built that relationship, when we get that title of leader, guess what that means? That means we're the same person. They know who we are. We've built relationships based on influence and helping one another. And we're going to have a pretty good team now that everyone, now that I'm actually their manager and they're going to love it. Their leader. They're going to love it because they've, they've worked with me already at that level before I had a title. Does that make sense? Do you see where I'm getting at there? Yeah, no, I, I love that because, you know, as, as you're talking, I, I have seen, uh, and just myself on two different uh, fronts. One, uh, on one side, I was I was remembering back a time where I was a brand new sailor on a brand new vessel, with with just leadership spewing out of my pores. <laughs> just <laughs> it was just coming out. I mean, it was like a, a poetry about leadership, and I I at that time, I was not a leader. I was brand new. But I already had a reputation for being a leader way before anything ever came up. Mm -hmm. And what happened was that they were almost asking me on a daily, will you just take the leadership role? <laughs> will, you, will you please just get in? But because of military structure, you just can't do that. Right. You, it's, you can't do it. You have to wait your turn. You have to wait a rank. You have to wait. Sure. Um, and then there was other, uh, another stance where I had, you mentioned uh, some relationships had been too close. And then when I became a leader, then it was like, they thought it was a joke 
You know, right. they thought that it was uh, okay. Now I can get the free burger at, Mer- at Burger King, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the the same guy that was hanging out with me now. So, and then it clashed because I had to uh, apply a different approach. So, yeah, I, I love right. that. It makes love your job it. a little harder. Yeah, it makes your job a little more difficult. It's not that it can't be done. Mm-hmm. It just makes your job a little more difficult when you when you've got when you have had that previous kind of relationship, mm-hmm. and and to address that, I'll be honest with you, to address that at that level, and maybe you can also share with how you able you handled that piece of it, because I've been there as well, where it's just a matter of having that conversation, you know, and 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 pull, and I, that's what I what I did uh, as I learned my lessons over the years. If there was ever because um, sometimes wherever we're working, we may actually have known somebody before they got their role. And we referred this person to the company that we're working in and they're on our team. We're like, oh, these are, this is my buddy from 15 years ago. But then you become a manager and you're managing your buddy. That happens as well, right? I mean, you really can't take that relationship away. Uh, and so it's more of what I, and that's happened to me where I've referred somebody in and I'm going to manage them is, is having that conversation. Hey, listen, Enrique, I, I've got some really good news and I'm hoping you can be a part of this news is, is I was just, I just got promoted to the supervisor of this department and I can't be any more excited about it because you're on my team, but I wanted you to be the first to know um, what do you think about that? And then allow that person to express themselves in this relationship, in this personal space before anything like that happens when they're not aware of it and then being able to have the conversation of barriers and conflict and how we can work through things because our relationship's a little deeper than perhaps the work relationship and let's have an agreement that if there's a conflict that you don't agree with something I do inside of our decision making that we can certainly talk about that outside of the you know this, this arena and that door's open for you to do that because we have this kind of a relationship communication and having that type of open dialogue is really what's important for relationships as you move in the direction of, of leadership roles. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very important, you know, regardless the relationship, but even more when you have something at stake as a previous relationship, right? Yes. Um, you have mentioned the share that, and you know, on the one side where, I had kind of like eased my way into leadership and Mm -hmm. just kind of like just, you know, just played along. Um, It was just ineffective. The the role became an ineffective role because people knew uh, a little more, like a little more than what you would do. And even if, let's say I was batting at all, you know, all the cylinders were going on leadership wise. They just could not remove mm. the, 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 you know, the reflection of the years uh, yeah. about who Enrique was and how he was. And so it just it was a very ineffective leadership role at the time, mm. uh, as opposed to the 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 latter one where I started leading leading from the the, the group, you know, leading my peers mm-hmm. and then eventually making it up to a leadership position everybody was just so happy that this consistent leader from day one right was at the helm and so that was the difference big difference you built you built the reputation right you built the relationship from the beginning 
right? You proved who you were over time. And that's what built the camaraderie of people that would say, well, of course, Enrique is going to be promoted because that's who we wanted anyway. We expected that because of XYZ performance that he's done with us. Big difference in relationships because you have done this over time with the vision in mind of growing and learning and leading your peers. Just because as a leader, when you really understand leadership at its core, you know, what in military probably is you earned that respect. That's what we call it. We earn the respect. But in reality, on the leadership perspective, we have used our influence over time to earn that respect. That's what earns it is how we impact and influence those that are our peers before they have to report to us. <laughs> because then it's like they're not really reporting to us. They're just doing what they've always done and expected us to help guide and, and lead them. Right. <laughs> and, and a very powerful position to be in uh, when the group gives you their favor, right? When they, when they put their favor in, uh, in your hands um, prior to you being in a, in a position. So leaders that are listening right now, uh, if you have not listened for the last 20 minutes, <laughs> this is this is a recap. It's best to lay the ground from day one. If That's you right. aim to be a leader, yes. it is so much easier if you are a consistent person throughout time. And as Lou said, just build your leadership throughout that reputation, the grace and the favor of the of the people to want you in that position anyway. So it would not be such a hard task to see you there. So if you're looking into a new career come January or the end of December, or if you're looking to getting promoted, hopefully you've already built that relationship where the promotion is just a, a ceremonial thing because mm -hmm. the true followership has already begun uh, yes. in your, in your team. So uh, Sherry, you know, we, we often wonder, you know, what the future holds for us in terms of pro uh, professional development. And, 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 you know, Lou just mentioned about building that from, from day one and, and, and building your, your reputation uh, throughout the years. Let's say now I'm in that position and I have folks that are my age, right? It's, it's, it's a, a common a thing in leadership, uh, folks around my age. And I also have folks that could be my dad or mom. And now here I am, I'm the leader. How, how do I manage that age disparity and, and being there in the middle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really common one. Um, you know, it's funny because we talk about topics at this about the generations, you know, we're talking about generations and, you know, in the next five years, 75% are going to be millennials of the workforce. Of the workforce. Yeah. And yeah. then right now there's five generations in the workforce all right five. now. Yeah, all, crazy. yeah, all five. All current five generations. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's amazing about that is that as a leader, we need to understand that. So if you're in this new role, you have to not only understand your own leadership style, whatever that may be, but then do your homework and research and to find out what are the different generations, how, are, how do they operate, what are their motives, 
And on a general spiel, you know, like each generation has their own motivation. Mm -hmm. So that'll give you a good foundation. Then actually speak to them one-on-one. Speak to them on your team to find out what makes them tick. What are their future plans? What do they see themselves doing a long-term with the company or being a part of the team anymore? What are they thinking? Are they thinking retirement or are they thinking, hey, this is just another stepping stone or, hey, I'm just here for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, you, ha- you have your A, B and C players and they all play a valid role. Not everybody needs to be an A, you know, an a player. Not everybody has to be a, a B or a C. Mm-hmm. Having that combination, but as a leader of pinpointing where everybody kind of falls in line, that will make that cohesiveness. So that, that is the, you know, that's the start anyway. Uh, and, and, and we're, you know, what other example, what we're looking at. Yeah. Doing your homework, right. Mm-hmm. And, and doing your homework and, and really identifying what their motivators are and, and how, and how to utilize, how to leverage that, how to help, how to help them be who they want to be. And also how to leverage that so that the team itself is successful because that's what you want as a leader anyway. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure makes a valid point. Meet with them, talk to them. There's a story behind everybody, mm-hmm. and who doesn't want as a leader? If you are younger than you have, then you've got some on your team that are older than you that have been around the block for a little bit. They want to mentor people. They love that. Mm-hmm. So let them mentor you. There's a lot that you can learn. Perhaps don't be. Uh, don't let the ego get in the way where you're not going <laughs> to listen to your teammate who might actually have something that you can learn from. Yeah, and that's a valid point too, because you know the 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 different generations. You we can really stop and think and really learn from each other. Um, just because they're older, you know that we all have to go there. No, and just because they're younger, we all have to go that way. No, both sides can learn from each other, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important for the role as a leader to make that known yeah. and say, hey, here are some positives on both sides of the fence here and create a culture and create yeah. the culture. Yeah. Because if then because if not, what happens is that us first them, then their silos, there's that disrupt, you know, there's just that disruptiveness and that, you know, toxic work culture, what it what we all know. And but there's ways to prevent it. And that's why it's so important as new leaders right now to up their level and their game Mm -hmm. for leadership. Leadership has been around for eons. We all know that. But now it's come to a tipping point, thanks to this pandemic, to really put people in their back against the wall to figure out, oh, people are leaving. Mm -hmm. Why are they leaving? Oh, because they don't like the way they're being treated. Oh, gone are the days where I can just tell them what to do just because, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And just force people to to do things. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's time to open up and realize, no, people have bigger things that they want to be a part of. They want to be listened. They want to be cared for. They want that security, but that safety. So there's this is all wrapped into that, yeah. that leadership and trust. It's just a whole different, it's just a different level. It's been there. It's nothing new that we haven't talked about or heard about, but it's a matter of let's up our game and let's get really in tune to our people. Mm-hmm. People first mentality will go a lot longer and, and you'll see every, you know, the bottom line, everything's the bottom line. We get it, every, you know, but your people are the ones that are going to make that bottom line. Mm-hmm. So let's, mm-hmm. let's empower the people I know it sounds silly like that. We don't power the people, but it's true. If you focus on 
your 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 people mm-hmm. they want to you know work with you well, yeah, if you don't right? if you don't have people you're not in the lead right so it's yeah. it's imperative you know and going back to what you were saying there and just like sherry said it's a matter of just fully understanding the strength that you have as a leader and the influence that you have on those that are around you okay and those relationships and using that as, as not just leverage in a negative way, but leveraging for them. And, and, and they're not to say you're not going to have somebody that doesn't like you. It's going to happen. Okay. Right. It's okay. And it's okay. You know, as a leader, even when you're not a leader, you're going to have people that don't like something about you and your perspective, but that doesn't mean that we can't learn from that. Okay. That's the one thing that we have to understand is being a leader is we've got to be, we've got to be able to understand. It's not a title. It's a, it's a way of life. It's the way that we live. It's the way that we present ourselves to people. It's, it's how we influence those around us in our community that makes us a leader. The title is just an, is a level of authority in, in any given instance. But if we've already had that influence over time, that level of authority has already existed. Now we just have a name for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I, I love the uh, example there, Sherry, uh, you know, and I've envisioned it as a as a conductor, right? You, you don't necessarily need to know how to play the flute. If you have a flute player, you just, or cello or all these different symbols and, and chimes and your job as a leader is to make it all sound beautiful. That's all you got to do. And so a lot of time you just got to trust the flute, you know, the flute player to play the flute and, right. and, and, you know, and there's an, uh, an aspect there that you mentioned about mentorship. Just because you're the leader does not mean that you don't need mentorship. And typically, the elder in the group have a lot to say and usually have the most influence. So, right. you know, right. you, you got to look around you and see, OK, I am the leader by title. But who's the leader by influence? That's right. And then you need to marry that person until you can take it on. <laughs> right. right? And, yeah, and, and, so, yeah. and dive in it and do your work. Well, yeah. I tell you, uh, Lou, uh, Sherry, you know, there's just so much that we can discuss over relationship. There's just so much that we can really dive into uh, for the new leader. But what would be your your top three, both both of you, your top three that I should be looking for and considering, you know, if I'm going into this leadership role uh, to ensure that my relationships are intact. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think it's important. And I, and I would say the top three, we, it's funny, we just did this uh, um, training earlier today on a six things that a leader should do every single day. Okay. Um, and it uses the, the mnemonic leader, the word leader, um, and there's the six specific things. And so I'm going to pick three of those um, that, uh, that I believe are, are some of the most important. I think they all are. But learn every day. And I'm just, just talking about picking up a book and reading it. I'm talking about learning, applying, you know, learning that piece of it, which means the application. And that's another one. Another one of these six things a leader should do every day is apply. But before we apply it, we need to evaluate. So we need to listen, uh, learn, evaluate, and apply. So learn every day, evaluate what we've learned, what didn't work, what did work every single day, and then apply what it is that we've realized from that evaluation and our learning that we need to change or do to make it better the next day. And those are the three things that if you do every single day will certainly get you closer 
to continue growing as a leader. And it's not something that you just do once. This is an everyday growth process. Okay. That's true. And I, and then I just learned something this week, actually. So I am in the, uh, I, I learned an acronym, acronym uh, of ACT and uh, by John Maxwell yeah. this past week, and he uses ACT, and he uses every day he influences uh, for himself and his team is to A for uh, ACT, for action, uh, C for change, and T for teaching. So any of those three. Action, change, change teaching. Yeah, action, like change, and mm -hmm. teaching, something that he needs to um, apply or change something he needs to gravitate towards what he needs to learn about something he needs to change at least one thing to prioritize and then something he needs to teach mm -hmm. and he uses so that he gives it to other people after yeah. he's learned it you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. yeah so i think i think it's apply i think it was, it was i say act but action apply. but apply oh cool yeah apply wow all right our six yeah. things so, in that apply. work really good so, like yeah. John Maxwell. so, yeah. right. <laughs> so act i thought that's the short version i thought that was really Love that. yeah awesome. so i thought that was a apply and we have apply as well so kind of yeah. with yeah, that yeah uh, well I, I absolutely agree with all those uh, six <laughs> points. And I, and I tell you, if, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, uh, Lou Sherry, uh, for your services, uh, to teach master classes and all those things that you guys provide, how will they do that? Sure. Yes. We are actually uh, on LinkedIn, on Facebook and on Instagram. And of course our website, loueverettgroup.com. Our phone number is there. So yes, you pick up the phone. Uh, let's have a conversation, you know, and that's the beauty about our group is that if we can't, if we can't figure out a solution or, or a resource, we have the resources with our group that we can make that happen. If you're picking up the phone, you're not one that picks up the phone. If you're a millennial <laughs> and you prefer texting, that number accepts text too. And we return texts. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? As, I tell you, folks, you will not, you will not regret texting, phoning, emailing, <laughs> send them a fax, if you will. That's right. Uh, that's right. But uh, Lou, Sherry, thank you so much for being with me uh, this day. Hey, yeah. folks, happy Thanksgiving everybody i hope that you enjoy a great meal and that you enjoy the family time lou sherry thank you for being with me today and yeah. uh, folks if, if you want to learn more about leadership and how to get there how to get there and stay there reach out to lou and sherry they will get you on the right track all right folks thank you for being with us and as we love to close this show success to you Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.